Today on CityCast Chicago, early voting for the June 28th primary starts this week in Chicago and is already underway in other parts of the state. Today, we're looking at the Republicans trying to win the primary so they can face incumbent Democrat Governor J.B. Pritzker in November. We talked to WTTW politics reporter Amanda Venicky about the people and issues heating up the race. It's Monday, May 23rd. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Before we get into those names, can you remind me what's at stake in this election? What do I, does our state need to figure out with this next four years, with whoever it is? I think what Illinois needs to figure out in part does depend on who you talk to, right? But we have seen some success with the state budget, and yet Illinois still has the lowest credit rating in the nation, which kind of eye roll, who cares about credit ratings? But you should, because that's something that whenever borrowing is done, which happens all the time for major projects, capital, things like that, it's not necessarily a bad sign. But it costs more money, and it is an indicator of the state's fiscal health. We also are looking at population figures, the census freshly out to say, Illinois actually, woo, did not lose population. But still, relative to states that are so gaining, it's an issue. And that's where we're losing representation in Congress. Illinois still has more than $100 billion of pension debt sitting on the books that at some point chipping away at it, but that has to be resolved. Property taxes, I mean, th- th- there is a lot to contend with. Um, those are just a couple of things off the top of my head. So, Amanda, we got six candidates on the ballot on the GOP side of things, all men from the southern part of the state up to northern superb- suburban Chicago. Can you tell us what are those six names on the ballot and, and what are their current jobs? All right, I'm going to go through in order of, we haven't seen a lot of polling in this race, but we did recently get one from WGN and Emerson College. So I'm going to go through the candidates in order of popularity per the poll that we do have. So the six, the six are Aurora Mayor Richard Irvin. Previously, he had been both a defense attorney and a prosecutor. State Senator Darren Bailey, and he is previously was a member of the Illinois House, just a couple of years there. And also, he owns a family farm. And by the way, this is no backyard farm. This is quite an operation. Don't have tax releases information from him or anything, but uh, one would venture that this is a major venture, uh, a trucking enterprise that's part of it as well. Third in this poll is Gary Rabine. He is from Bull Valley. He is a successful businessman. He has been putting some of his own uh, wealth into running this campaign. Then you have Jesse Sullivan. He lives in Petersburg, which is just outside of Springfield. He describes himself as a venture capitalist, a businessman. He's really into crypto. Max Solomon, he's from Hazelcrest. He's a Nigerian immigrant who is an attorney and spent some time in academia. And then last, not least, although yes, last in the poll is Paul Schimpf. He is from downstate Waterloo. He had served in the state Senate and prior to that was in the U.S. Marines and had actually been a Marine prosecutor. A few names are dominating the conversation because as the case in politics, uh, they got the money behind them. Let's start talking about uh, Darren Bailey, who you said, you know, don't come from no just an uh, old family farm. Who is he and what messages is he pushing in the race? 
he had been familiar to folks for really a while through COVID. And uh, that's what he is in part staking a lot of the race on saying, hey, you know me, I fought back against the governor's mask mandates on behalf of you, the people, the businesses that shouldn't have government telling them what to do. He is well known and very well received downstate for those lawsuits. If you hear him talk, he sounds like a downstater. He, you know, he he has very much um, a southern style accent. Again, successful farmer. His message is one of he's trying to really attach himself to Donald Trump, seeking Trump's endorsement and went out to Mar-a-Lago to try and get that. Has not how received received that at all from the former president thus far. I'm Darren Bailey, and it's time for some straight talk. I'm a lifelong Republican and I voted for President Trump every time. Does that still carry a lot of weight even in Illinois? It certainly does. That same poll showed that Republican voters, by the way, nearly 40 percent were still undecided and that though that these same likely Republican primary voters would be more inclined to back somebody if they had been endorsed by Trump. He is recently up on TV. He is backed by Uline, if you you look on a lot of the equipment uh, or that you might purchase for your office, that's often Uline. That's Dick Uline who has supported uh, Darren Bailey in this race. Can you talk to me a little bit about Richard Irvin, who's getting a lot of money uh, from one of the state's richest guys, Ken Griffin? A lot of money, $45 million. Irvin has not been part of many of the candidate forums. He recently did participate in an editorial session with the Chicago Tribune, as well as with the Daily Herald, and is set to take part in a couple of TV debates, although not all of the other candidates will be there. And so it does seem as if Irvin has a strategy that um, more than Bailey is looking toward the general election. But you have to get out of a primary in order to get there. And that's really been the, the conundrum, a thread that former Republican Governor Bruce Rauner was able to thread when Pat Quinn was very unpopular. But Prior to that, we, we haven't seen a lot of statewide Republican success. I mean, it's not just the governorship. There are no Republicans in statewide office right now in Illinois. Um, Irvin saying, yes, I'm a true Republican. I'm a conservative. Lots of those commercials talking about being tough on crime and yet reticent to talk too much about Trump. Mayor, did you vote for President Trump in 2016 or 2020? You know what? I, 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 in general elections, I'm a Republican. I always vote for Republican. So is that a yes? I, as, as I said, in, in general elections, I always vote for Republicans. But, but, so you, so, but you voted for President Trump, yes. That's, you, know, and, and, you know, a number of, of, of media outlets you know, want to talk about you know, the White House and, and national politics. This is about the state of Illinois. That's exactly what J.D. Prisco wants to be talking about. Well, the Republican primary audience may well lean toward favoring Trump, or at least at least the conservative side of the Republicans, this is a split party. The the moderates, the those who a statewide candidate is going to be looking to appeal to in the general election, not so much, not in a state like Illinois. And so you, you've watched Irvin try to dance around that question, saying, and in, in this regard, I think he's right, that that is just what J.B. Pritzker wants the Republican field to be focused on. 
There are two candidate forums tomorrow, one on WGN Channel 9 and another on NBC5. As of now, there are three candidates who are slated to appear at each, so all six candidates won't be on the same stage together. We'll be right back. A big issue in this race and in many races is is always public safety. And, and you see, even in these primaries, the how strong people come out in with the law and order phrase that they like to throw around. Uh, how are Irvin and Bailey talking about public safety? Because I know they're they're criticizing one another uh, as platforms is, is not going far enough. Yeah, they're criticizing one another. And really, again, this is where they're they're saying that a Republican needs to be in the governor's mansion rather than a Democrat because they think Illinois needs to get tough on crime. You know, I, I'm pretty sure all six have gone forward to say that they would work to rescind the state law, that safety act that does really a lot sort of the the big headliner is that it eliminates cash bail but uh and but it does a lot of other things in terms of equipping police departments with body cameras and that's where they're saying hey wait we we, we want to take the side of law enforcement uh equip them with the tools that they need and try to reverse trends where you're seeing police departments unable to recruit something that we are seeing be an issue in chicago are there any major differences between Irvin and bailey on this no not major differences uh beyond a that Irvin did serve as a defense attorney. So that has been something that uh, his opponents have said, hey, wait a second, who are you to say that you're tough on crime? You've, you've represented criminals. Uh, Irvin, of course, is saying, hey, everybody has the right to fair representation. He was also a prosecutor. Another big issue is always Chicago versus the rest of the state. Uh, how are the candidates talking about Chicago, both appealing to voters without alienating the rest of the state, but also, you know how they use Chicago as a, as a talking point to get off their, their, their public safety uh, uh, report cards? Oh, certainly. So, uh, and I have to admit, I have not actually been down in central or southern Illinois for a while, but I do know that you could have, that the ads that we see up here are not necessarily the ones that will be that air statewide. So sometimes you'll have campaigns have messages that are catered to a particular region. I used to go to school in Peoria, I remember. Right, right. It's just sort of a different thing. Um, that said, I, I think that the tough on crime, Pritzker is doing it wrong, Chicago is in disarray when it comes to violence, is a message that does carry statewide. It is sort of interesting. Bailey had been a sponsor of a resolution to break away Chicago from the rest of the state, and he has since rescinded that. You need Chicago, at the very least the suburbs, in order to win the, the governor's race. I mean, if you look at a map, mm-hmm. Pritzker did terribly downstate. I mean, it is a sea of red. He doesn't need to. He doesn't care. You need to win Chicago and in the suburbs just because of sheer population. So um, that is something that it, it appears Bailey has recognized just if you look at sort of his change in tune. Now when you hear him talk, he, it's often... I've been in Chicago. I walked the Mag Mile. Me and my wife, we're here in the city. I'm here again today. He's had a couple of press conferences. What are the biggest complaints that they have for the incumbent Democrat, J.B. Pritzker? Uh, like with Irvin, we, we're talking about millions of dollars 
uh, millions of dollars in attack ads towards the governor. Uh, how is he positioning himself as different from J.B. Pritzker? He is really focusing on crime, crime, crime. He blames the governor for crime in Chicago. Of course, we have seen violence rates increase in the city as well as other metropolises across the U.S. But he says that, you know, a lot of this is to do with the the governor taking a soft tack. And there was this big, it's called the safety bill that was uh, advanced primarily by Black legislators in Springfield and that the governor signed. And Irvin says that is the cause of a lot of crime. What about Bailey? Does that sound pretty much the same or, or is he going even even harder? I think Bailey um, would say it's more getting government interference. It's that that COVID message was really what spurred him to up his name recognition. But also, he says that this is sort of showing how government in Illinois has gone too far left, too far, period. So, I mean, that back and forth between one another, uh, what is Ooh. what is Bailey's message uh, towards Irvin and vice versa? How, how is that uh, heating up? I mean, heating up is the right way to describe it, Jacoby. Heating up. Um, Irvin has tried to send a bunch of mailers that cast Bailey and Sullivan as not conservative enough, not Republican enough. They are doing the same. J.B. Pritzker knows he can beat Darren Bailey and Jesse Sullivan. After all, they both supported Obama for president. Darren Bailey, the only true conservative for governor. Join our movement. That really seems like the go-to line, regardless of who the person is, is. It is. This person isn't Republican enough. They aren't conservative enough. And that's because it's a primary. That's what I think we need to keep in mind. If you're a campaign manager, you're a campaign strategist, are gearing your message to the people that you think are going to actually cast a ballot. Who else are you watching for from this field? You know, Jesse Sullivan, uh, again, it has some money. He's up on TV. You'll see him. And I, you can also, I think, tell from the attack ads, which are fairly just disingenuous coming from the Irvin campaign, uh, because while he is reticent to talk anything about Trump, he accuses both Bailey and Sullivan of being anti-Trump and Democrats in disguise when that there's no evidence to that. The fact that Jesse Sullivan is targeted in mailers and on TV by the Urban Camp must show that there's some concern that he could be successful or perhaps splinter off some of the vote from Urban. Amanda Vinicky is a correspondent reporter with WTTW and always our go-to person when we're breaking down the big issues across the state. Thank you for joining us on City Cash Chicago. I love talking politics anytime, but especially with you. My G. <laughs> Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Thursday evening, I was down in Millennium Park and the police were everywhere. Yeah, multiple squad cars, dozens of officers patrolling the park on bike and foot, plus security checkpoints with bag searches and metal detectors. It was the first day of the city's ban on teens after 6 p.m. in the park. And even with what felt like more police and the ban, an individual and security guard shot at one another near the beam Friday night after the man allegedly refused to be searched. The suspect was 22 years old. In case you missed it, the Chicago Teachers Union elected Stacey Davis Gates as president for the next three terms. Gates was VP and replaces former President Jesse Sharkey, who's stepping down. 
and some good news to get you through. You can hear your boy today on the album Reroots Podcast, and we're going to be talking about one of my favorite albums of the year so far, Saba's Few Good Things. Big shout out to the host of the album Reroots, Zach and Sarah, for having me on. I got a link for the podcast in our show notes. Remember, for more events and daily news, sign up for the newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. As always, I appreciate you for listening. I'll be back here tomorrow. Peace. Amanda, you are officially in the Four Timers Club here, my friend. Technically, you helped us with the pilot, so you had already kind of stopped by, but you know what I mean. Four I'll, times. I'll take go- it. Do I get a shirt? I shouldn't have said shit because we hadn't figured that out yet. <laughs> I would wear one. I was just so excited, though.